Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. To the part-timers, the sometimers, the weekend warriors. Getting outside and maximizing your RV usage is paramount to happiness. Isn't that why we all bought them? With all our busy lives of shuttling kids to scouting, cheer, and other extracurricular activities, all the while trying to keep on top of the home, the laundry, grocery shopping, and the lawn can keep us from enjoying our RVs and missing out on the importance of family time around a campfire. According to the RV Industry Association Trends for 2022, nearly 90% of RV owners take three or four mini vacations, which are four nights or fewer, in their RV each year. Don't become a part of that statistic. Here are some suggestions and tips to help you maximize family fun by enjoying your RV more. Personally, I work best with deadlines. So commit to and book at least one weekend every month. These campgrounds do not need to be far from your home. 30 to 45 minutes away is what I find is best. It makes it easier to get out there Friday night after work and be home on time Sunday to give you time to prep for the week. Plus, it's far enough away that you'll feel like you, quote, got away. We have built a process that helps me to quickly and efficiently get the trailer ready so that we can spend our time out camping. It works for us. And I'm hopeful that there are a few nuggets of information in here for you to implement into your process and to help you. First, I want to share kind of what is my process for getting the trailer ready for weekend trips. On Wednesday, my wife and I will plan the menu for the weekend. You know, what are we thinking about for dinner? You know, Friday nights are typically, we do super easy dinners. One of our go-to staples is Stouffer mac and cheese in the RV oven. We get there, fire up the oven, throw it in, and while we're setting up camp, the mac and cheese is cooking in the oven because it takes about an hour. We have also even ordered pizza on a Friday night and had pizza delivered to our campsite. But so we want to keep Friday night meal super, super simple and easy. We'll plan our menu to have our our dinners for Friday night, our dinners for Saturday night, our lunch on Sunday, and then breakfast for Saturday and Sunday. Once we kind of have the menu planned, right, then just like everybody, right, I'll go through the house, I'll look at what part of the ingredients for whatever we need and what we put together for the menu do we already have in the house so I don't need to go do an order. Once I kind of narrow that down, then I go ahead and on Wednesday night, I will plan and do a grocery click list. As I've mentioned, I think numerous times, we are big fans of the grocery store click list where I can order online and pick it up there. It helps me stay on budget, stay organized, You know, I'm not snacking while I'm going through the grocery store and buying stuff that I don't need or don't need to spend money on. So I'll order the groceries on a click list online. And then another benefit of that is that I can go ahead and schedule when I want to pick the groceries up. And that's important because I will schedule to pick them up Friday, typically on my lunch break or before work. Thursday. Thursday is the day that I bring the trailer home from our storage. 
we are not able to store our RV on our property. So we do have an RV storage facility. It's about 20 minutes away from our house. So Thursday after work, I will go ahead and run out there in my pickup. Once I kind of get to the trailer for the first thing, I'll do a general walk around inspection. And then I check the tire pressure. I will check and tighten lug nuts if necessary. And then I connect our battery. I don't have a disconnect battery switch installed um, where our RV lockbox is. Maybe yet. Maybe that's coming. I don't know. But in the meantime, right now, I just go ahead and I have wing nuts on the battery post. And so I'll just quickly, when I'm storing it, I'll quickly remove both the positive and the negative off of with the wing nuts. So when I go out to pick it up, I'll need to reconnect the battery so that way my power tongue jack is operational. Thursday night, then I go ahead, I mean, well, so then I will go ahead and pick up and bring the trailer home. And usually at the time I time it right, I am able to park and take up 50 feet of curb space in front of my house. And so I can overnight store my truck and trailer on the street. Once I get home, I will also go ahead and connect the shore power up to the 15 amp on the house, mostly because I just want to begin to get the refrigerator cooling. And so if I can cool that starting, you know, Thursday night in the evening before I go to put the groceries in Friday during my lunch break, it gives ample time for that fridge to kind of cool down. And so I'll leave it plugged in overnight. I put a little, you know, doormat over the extension cords on the sidewalk to help my neighbors and people who would be walking in our neighborhood to not trip over the wires just to be a good neighbor. And then we will go ahead on Thursday night. Everybody's excited for the upcoming trip the next day. So we go ahead and set up the interior as much as we can. We do that with the slide in. Again, I'm parked on the street, and if I put my slide out, it just will take up too much space in my street. So we go ahead and we'll make the kids' beds. We make our bed if necessary, you know, if we can. Uh, it's a little bit harder to make our bed with the slide in. But, you know, we go ahead and stow away all of the clothing. You know, the kids have already packed. Uh, we adults have already packed. It's a weekend trip, so it's not like we're bringing a bunch of clothes. So we'll go ahead and stow away the clothes. Any last-minute items that, that I might need to put inside the trailer for the kitchen, maybe I've got some extra spatulas and camp mugs that are here we brought in to run through the dishwasher, and I just need to go put them in the trailer. So these are the last-minute items I'll put in the kitchen that are not really food-related. Friday. On lunch break, I'll pick up the groceries, and then when I get back from picking up the groceries, I will load them directly into the trailer. So I'm minimizing the amount of effort it takes to get the groceries. I don't get the groceries, bring them into the house, put them into my fridge in the house, unpack them out of the fridge, put them back into the tubs, shuttle them back. Yeah, 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 just a lot of work. So I will pick them up directly from the grocery store and go straight to the trailer and load them directly into the trailer. At that time, too, I will shuttle any home fridge menu items that might be needed based on whatever we plan for the menu. A lot of times that's mostly just condiments, grabbing the ketchup and mustard and those kind of things out of the fridge and bringing them out and getting them loaded into the trailer. Uh, pillows. We have finally bought pillows for ourselves, as a, you know, for my wife and I to keep in the trailer for us. But Friday, we'll put the kids' pillows, and if they're bringing a stuffy, we'll load the stuffy into the RV as well. So now I've got food ready, clothes are ready, the trailer's already packed, so the minute kind of the end of our workday completes, we can leave as soon as we can. It's just a matter of locking up the house, walking out the door, and going. 
So how do we make this happen? What kind of time-saving trips and suggestions, you know, have I learned and I think will be of value and be able to help you? We got a great tip from our friends over at on Instagram, Trackers and Jiggles, as how to handle cleaning the bedding. So when we come home from a camping trip on Sunday, I come straight home, park on the street so we can unload the trailer before I have to run it back out to the storage facility. But at that time, the very first thing we unload is bedding. So we strip the kids' beds. We strip our beds. We have that all stripped ready to go. So the first thing we unload is all of the sheets, pillowcases, blankets, all of that stuff. And they go right into the washing machine in the house. And so we start that load immediately. That is the very first thing we do. So while the sheets and the bedding are getting clean and run through the washing machine and the dryer, we are unpacking the trailer. You know, so then we'll go ahead and we'll bring in whatever last little bit of uh, remainder of groceries we may have, bring the condiments back into the house, all the dirty clothes get brought in, all of that stuff we get brought in. So we'll do that. And then once the trailer is kind of empty of the stuff that we don't keep in there 100% of the time, I'll wipe out the interior of the refrigerator just to help mitigate mold and to get that ready to go. You know, again, once I get out to the storage unit, I'll pop into the inside of the trailer and I will open up both the freezer and the refrigerator door so we store that open so it's not closed and, and getting moldy. You know, the big tip is to really try to keep your trailer packed with as much of the camping equipment and stuff you need when you're on the road as often and as much as possible. If you have to constantly be shuttling from the house out to the trailer, from the trailer back to the house, shuttling, 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 of course, that's just a lot of work and way more chores. And so I understand why it's like, ugh. I want to go camping, but whew, I don't know if I want to do that. So really try to keep your trailer packed as much as you can. And this shouldn't be a high cost thing to you. Again, just grab a lot of doubles from what you have in the house. You're going to have, we have so much stuff in our house. Just grab doubles of whatever it is and make a list and, you know, take it out to the trailer and leave it in the trailer. Again, kind of really uh, going back to the bedding, the other quick thing we'll load is our dishes. We will run through the dishwasher as well, so that way we know we're putting clean you know, um, plates and cups and mugs and forks and silverware and all that stuff back into the trailer. So we're reloading the trailer before I even take it back out to the storage facility. But kind of back to those doubles, you know, again, if you're missing things or things you're like, gosh, it would be nice to have one of these for the trailer, just make a list. You don't need to go out and buy it all at once, just kind of here and there. I know that I need to add an extra multimeter. I have a really nice, well, I don't have a really nice, I have like a $20 multimeter I bought at Harbor Freight that I really like, and I am constantly shuffling that, I am constantly schlepping that little multimeter back and forth between the house and the trailer. And for 20 bucks, I don't know why I, I'm doing that. So I really should go and buy a multimeter that is specific for the trailer. In preparing for this episode, one change that I also think that I will try and possibly implement is to prep the toilet on Thursday night by adding water and the tank treatment while I'm home. 
you know, I can run a bucket out with five or 10 gallons of water and dump it down the toilet to put into the black tank with one of the black tank treatments. And as I think about it, you know, one of the benefits of doing that is to have that five to 10 gallons of water and the treatment sloshing around in the black tank while we drive to our destination. I think that'll help with some black tank general maintenance and maybe the sensor readings. Eh, could be wishful thinking. But by doing that, it, again, that's also then one less thing I need to do at the campground on Friday. And it never fails, I feel like, on Friday whenever we get to the campground. There's always somebody who needs to use the restroom, wants to use the restroom, and I just don't have the toilet prepped. So by doing this, that will also help and help my family members with that. When we bought our travel trailer, we knew we were committing to a lifestyle. We wanted to camp more. We wanted to be self-contained. We wanted to extend our camping season beyond what we had been doing in the past. And we were excited to be making these type of memories with our children. This was important to us. I'm going to share a little story that doesn't really have much to do with RVing, but stay with me here and follow me. When I was 25 years old, I was living in Seattle and commuting across the 520 floating bridge to the east side. And here I am like 25 years old. I'm sitting in five o'clock rush hour traffic on the floating bridge coming home and kind of had this like existential breakdown of like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing until I'm 65? It just doesn't make sense. So I ended up, and this is in the early, early days of the internet. We're talking bulletin boards and whatever. But I made the decision to move to the United States Virgin Islands, and I moved down to the Caribbean, and I lived down there for a couple of years. I will say that I, I did luck into uh, a job in my professional field, in my career while I was there, but I moved down there. Uh, it was something, you know, all I had ever known was living in the Pacific Northwest. I grew up here. I'm born and raised, and I love it here, but all this is all I had ever known, and I wanted to go and have these different experiences before, you know, whatever these next steps of life were going to be, like where I find myself now with family and mortgage and all of those other things. And at that time, I lived down there from 25 to 27. I would come home and visit family and friends and I would hear from people and they're like, man, you are really lucky to be living down there. And at first I was like, I know, I, I can't believe it. I, I am very lucky. But the more and more that I thought about it, it kind of started to rub me the wrong way. It wasn't luck. I made a decision to move to the U.S. Virgin Islands and I sacrificed leaving friends and leaving family, but so I made it happen. I, I saved together the money, and I put together the money, and I drove across country, shipped my bus out of Fort Lauderdale, and kind of used my bus as uh, you know, all the stuff in it, what I wanted to take. I did bring a old high school friend. He came along with me, and so this was kind of he and I thing. But I made the decision, and I put together a plan to make it happen, and I made it happen. So while there were aspects of luck that might have been involved, it wasn't luck. And so I wanted to share that story with you because 
again, going back to being a weekend warrior, I want to encourage you all to think about it that way. It's not luck. It involves being mindful. It involves putting a plan, committing to it, and making it happen. Since the beginning of this year, we are at 13 nights in our trailer. But with what we have booked, and we are looking to be sitting at 50 nights closer to the middle of August. And that doesn't even count the unplanned fall trips. I am encouraging you all to book at least one camping trip per month and definitely more in the summer. And then commit and make them happen. Yes, life happens and we have already had to cancel some of our trips. But I want you to camp more. Ultimately, build a process that works for you and your family so that you can use your RV as often as you want. You want to capitalize on your family time. Trust me, the chores can wait. I'd like to share one of my favorite quotes. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the things that you did do. So throw off your bow lines. Sail away from safe harbor. Catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover. Mark Twain. It's time for our pit stop. And in this segment, I want to chat about trailer tires. I know it's a hot, hot, hot topic. People love to talk about trailer tires, don't we? Okay, maybe not. But they are important. I should probably add some sort of disclaimer that I am not a tire expert, but I have been researching this a lot lately as we prepare for our cross-country trip, and I'd like to just share with you what I've been learning. First off, I do constantly check my tire pressure before every trip, and along with that, I check and torque my lug nuts to my trailer specifications. This is just one simple step that's all a part of my hooking up process. Currently, my Goodyear Endurance trailer tires are not balanced. But after speaking with a local and reputable tire shop in our area, I've made the decision to proceed with balancing my tires, especially before we go drive across America. The reasons that were shared with me, I should actually just share with you a little story. So I called my local tire shop, and when they answered the phone, I said, hey, look, I don't mean to be opening up some sort of Pandora's box, but I read on the internet, I hear on the internet, you know, the going debate of should you balance your trailer tires? Should you not balance your trailer tires? So just kind of give me the skinny. What's your thought on it? And the guy was super cool. He said to me, he said, look, I have a boat. I use my boat three months out of the year, kind of July, August, September. The way he explained it is that it just didn't make sense for the 90 days a year that he uses his boat trailer to go ahead and balance the tires. It's not like he's driving far distances with his trailer and so they really need to run straight and true because the tires are probably going to expire because the rubber is going to deteriorate kind of before so the longevity of it he said on the flip side of that though is he has a utility trailer that he uses for his house and so he uses that utility trailer to haul things he said all of the time he said he was constantly using his utility trailer. And so he has balanced his utility trailer tires. So I said to him, look, most of the trips I do are here in the Pacific Northwest, kind of around the general area of where I live. You know, once a year, I try to take a little bit bigger vacation trip. You know, last year we did Glacier Yellowstone. And this year, though, we are driving a 
cross country. We've got this big road trip planned. I'm looking at 12 to 15,000 miles on my trailer probably. And he said, you're going to want to balance them. So I have therefore made an appointment to take our travel trailer in to get our tires balanced and rotated because we've had our trailer now for about 18 months and the and the tires have not yet been rotated. So I want to get that done. As a side note, I am also going to have them repack our wheel bearings since it's been, you know, like I said, over a year since we've had our trailer. We've put seven to 10,000 ish miles on it and the wheel bearings have not been repacked. Now, when we had Pippa the pop up, I performed that maintenance myself. I was able to repack those wheel bearings. I didn't mind doing it. But with my trailer, I don't really have a spot where I can effectively work on it, jack it up. I don't even have jack stands. I would need to go buy new jack stands for the weight of my trailer. And then it gets into electric brakes and some of these other components that I could probably figure out. But since they're already going to be in taking the axle or the wheels off to do a balance and rotation, I was like, can you guys go ahead and just repack the bearings and do a bearing inspection in Greece? So they are going to be doing that for us as well. For the first here half that we have owned our trailer, I have not used a tire pressure monitoring system. But in preparation for our upcoming road trip, I have planned to install one. Keeping an eye on the tire pressure and the tire temperature is really, really important to avoiding blowouts and pop tires leaving you stranded on the side of the road and or creating even more damage to your trailer. We've all seen those videos where, you know, maybe there was a tire that had popped or had a blowout, and then that rubber just destroyed kind of that whole side of that trailer. So for this big trip, I am going to invest in a TPMS because I want to be able to keep eyes on that pressure and the heat temperature to hopefully get in front of any sort of potential blowouts to keep my family safe and also to keep my trailer uh, in good condition. During this research phase, I have been currently looking at the Tire Minder I-10 RV TPMS that comes with the four transmitters, so one for each tire on our double axle trailer. I have not yet purchased this or any other TPMS. This is the one that is kind of in my current leader in research, but if you have a TPMS that you like or you have any tips or suggestions for me to consider while shopping for a TPMS, please drop me a DM on Instagram or send me an email at rv.out.west at gmail.com. I'm coming down to the wire here. We are, you know, six-ish or so weeks away from our road trip. So I am going to need to be making a purchase on that TPMS here shortly. Again, if you have any tips or suggestions, please drop me a line on Instagram or uh, send me an email at rv.out.west at gmail.com. In our next episode in two weeks, I interview AJ Forger, a full-timer who has written a cookbook called The Bus Life Kitchen, a former wildland firefighter who has turned a retired short bus into a tiny home and he has since hit the open road to see the world. He shares with us his love of cooking, and we talk about food prep and cooking good food when you're camping. In the meantime, please be sure to share with your friends and family about this podcast and head over to Apple, 
Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts and leave this show a rating and a review. If you've not yet subscribed to the show, please do so so that way you'll never miss an episode. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me at rv.out.west at gmail.com. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.